And uh, hey, um, it's just not go- it's not going to work. We're going to worship the Lord, and we're going to believe God to take care of the other problems that we got going on. Amen. Hallelujah! It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. For those of you that um, that came out, and uh, we um, appreciate you being here. It's definitely like I um, 
not all stuff is as false you find on Facebook. I've seen somebody made a post just a couple of days ago that said it takes about 90 gallons of water to baptize somebody and about three drops of rain to keep them out of church. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I guess that, looking at the crowd tonight, that's about the truth of it, ain't it? Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here. Amen. And we come together to worship him and to uh, to honor him. We're going to go to God in prayer right now and ask his uh, uh, blessings on our service and pray for the special needs. Uh, I'm... Um, <laughs> I got a, got a call from a scheduling nurse at St. Thomas this afternoon, and they put my appointment earlier, and I've got to be I got to be checking in at 5:30. I got to be there at 5:30 to check in, and uh, in the morning. But I covered your prayers um, that uh, they're telling me to bring an overnight case in case I need to stay. But um, I'm I'm the counting on leaving sometime tomorrow afternoon. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been watching on YouTube what this procedure is and um, about what I think about it. I, I I really hate the thought of going through with that for no, with no necessary purpose because they're going to come back and say they ain't no, no problem. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe God. God's done too much. But to cover your prayers for in the morning as we go and do that and um, God will just work it all out. We trust him. Hallelujah. Does anybody else have a special prayer request tonight? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's remember that in prayer tonight. Anybody else got a prayer request? Yes. All right. We'll remember. Remember that request. Praise the Lord. Any others? definitely praise God. Are there any unspoken requests by an uplifted hand? Yes. Remember our service tonight at Bible study. Uh, we will ask the blessing on the offering for uh, this evening as well. And um, just, uh, I, I feel like our pump out there just got un- inundated by uh, a commode that, that, uh, that was running. And so let's just pray that once all that goes down, it will kick back on 
and uh, move along, not having have any worries with it. Praise the Lord. Let's go to God in prayer right now. Father God, we come to you right now. We know that you're a prayer answering God. There's nothing impossible with you. And you heard these prayer requests tonight, and we boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain much of divine help in the time of need, like your word says. And it's because of what you did at Calvary that you tore the veil down, allowing us into the holy place. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you, Lord, and you listen to our prayers, and you know our prayers, and you, I pray for every hand that was raised, the unspoken request, God, that you would be with them, and bless the offering we received tonight, bless our Bible study, help us, God, to receive knowledge of your word, give us the spirit of revelation, Father God, and just bless each and every one in our midst tonight, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name, let everybody say Amen. Greet one another in the Lord, and God bless you too. We've come to glorify His name. I think everybody's got our first copy. Um, I got two or three down here in front. If you don't, if you need a copy of the first ones, God is good, and all the time, Amen. Praise the Lord. I got a little ringing down here, Chris. I think my volume's got to come down some. We are studying uh, the Songs of Ascent uh, right in the middle of the book of Psalms. And uh, 
we are going to move right along. We covered uh, uh, step number one um, as they approached. There were 15 steps going up uh, to the temple in Jerusalem. And we talked about step number two uh, in Psalms 121. And tonight we're going to begin with step number three, finding joy in the house of the Lord. This is what I have titled this tonight, finding joy in the house uh, of the Lord. And uh, I love this particular psalm and uh, David's attitude about it. Now, Psalms 122, verse 1, for you watching online at home that don't have the material, Psalms 122, verse 1. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. I hope you can see the enthusiasm in David's voice. I can just hear him. And I can hear the other pilgrim travelers as they were headed up and um, going, going to the temple to worship God. And as I told you when I began this, they were so excited about getting to go into Jerusalem and to the house of God that they didn't wait until they got there. They was worshiping God on the way. And uh, as they got, as they was approaching the third step, living up to the temple, they began to sing this psalm. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, looking at your, your handout, as we move upward toward the temple where we know the presence of God dwells, we remember we have been on a journey. We started this journey in Psalms 120 on the first step where we remembered crying out to God in our distress. And as we approach step two in Psalms 121, we learned that our help comes from the very creator of the universe. That right there is why you should never have no fear, never have no worry or anxiety, because your helper is the one who said, let there be light, and there was light. Man, that's just powerful. Hallelujah. And uh, now the excitement is building as we ascend to step number three, where the temple in, is in plain view by now. If it hadn't been, they can, it's right there at them. They're in the shadow of it. The shadow of the temple may be uh, coming down upon them. We become overwhelmed with the sights and sounds of the place of worship. Uh, I hate to say it, but we're lacking some of that today. People don't seem to have the excitement about the house of God. If you if you notice, and I'm not I'm not trying to be critical or nothing like that, but it seems like people want to rush in and just rush out. I mean, seem uh, uh, everybody seems to want to get here right at starting time. Right the last minute, don't give yourself no time to go to the altar to pray to help clear your mind. If, do you realize if we did that all the time and made it a regular habit, every service we have would be like what we had last Sunday. I guarantee you that. Amen. But we have started down through the years, I don't know how many times, prayer time before service, 
and it always, people would do it for two or three weeks. After the third week, you see some folks was coming, not there no more. They begin to fizzle out. And, uh, you know, I've noticed right here, you know, we, uh, we have things on the bulletin board and we do things to kind of keep the place beautified and be proud of the house of God. And sometimes just, people just rush in, rush out, and don't pay no attention to what's going on. You don't pay no attention to what, what's, uh, what's, what's around. Uh, <coughs> but these people were not like that. I mean, they were thrilled to be able to go to God's house and be at the temple. And they became overwhelmed with the sights and the sounds of the place of worship. Within David's soul is the heart of a true worshiper. I want you to uh, get a hold of that. Uh, Within David's soul is the heart of a true worshiper. He gets excited just thinking about traveling to Jerusalem to worship his God. Nothing else thrills him more than to stand in the presence of the Almighty. He explains this further in Psalms chapter 16. And I've got that down in your handout, Psalms 16 and 11. David said, Thou will show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Think about that. He had the heart of a true worshiper. I really believe that's how it come. I've heard a lot of opinions and, and viewpoints down through the years of why God said David was a man after his own heart. Because David was a true worshiper. He lived to worship God. He loved the worshiping God. All, all the psalms that he wrote, many times while he was a young man, a teenager out in the fields and watching the flocks of sheep, playing the harp, coming up and just singing and just worshiping the Lord. Um, he said, in thy presence is fullness of joy. I don't know what you think that was here last, last Sunday. But uh, don't you think there was a lot of joy in the house last Sunday? Amen. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. I mean, just the way the Lord was moving and flowing. And that's what we need to strive for. That, that, that's sort of what, what um, uh, excites us. So that's the heart of Psalms 122. Being glad when they said unto me, let us go on the house of the Lord. Okay, step four. Looking up to God for our for mercy. This is kind of similar uh, to one of the others that we've already talked about, where it said, I will lift my ha- eyes to the hills. Um, this is similar. And as we go through here, you're going to find a little repetition in some things. Uh, that said, Psalms 123, verses 1 through 4. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look into the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden into the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, 
until that he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our souls exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. Okay, we need to break this down so we can have a good clear picture um, of what, what's being said here. Now, the first four psalms in the Songs of Ascent, as I previously said, suggest a journey from afar and a context of distress for the pilgrim community. These people, uh, they had been in a faraway land, and now they was coming home. They've been travelers, been journeying. Uh, they anticipate arriving at the temple on Mount Zion. In the meantime, the pilgrims look to God for help along the way. They're looking to God as they're, as they're making their journey. As the pilgrim approaches the earthly throne of Yahweh, he lifts his eyes to the Lord's heavenly throne and prays for mercy, grace, favor, so that they can continue their journey into God's presence. So they say that in this, in this group of Psalms, Psalms 123, have mercy upon us, our God. Have mercy upon us. They're asking God for his favor, his grace, as they're approaching to get in his presence. They had left a place where all they, re they received was contempt. That's what they meant by when they said, Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and the contempt of the proud. So, get this picture in your mind if you, if you can. Uh, they had left the place, Babylon we're talking about, for all they received was contempt and disrespect. Seventy years of bondage in a foreign land. But now, they are not only returning home, but to the God of their fathers. I think we can better understand now the picture of these psalms as they sung them, headed up to the, uh, uh, to the house of God. Psalms 123 is the cry of a person who has nothing left to do but pray. Now, if you've never been up against it, between, a, as the old saying goes, a rock and a hard place, if you've never been there, you might not be able to relate to this. But when you read Psalms 123, I want you to read it in the context of a person who's crying out to God because they don't have nothing else to do, everything left but pray. When you've had enough, when you're at the end of your rope, don't despair, but look to the Lord. They, they sung, Lord, I lift up my eyes unto you. Amen. Don't take matters into your own hands, but look to the hand of your master. 
Look for mercy. Confess your complete dependence on God for all things. And then through Jesus, you may approach God's throne with confidence so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. I hope this paints a better picture uh, for you like it does me when we break this down. Uh, I, I have been there. I have been to the place in my life that all I, I, I could do is pray. But I always say this, prayer shouldn't be our last resort. It ought to be the first thing we do. We ought to go to God first every time. So looking up to God for mercy. Now let's go on to Psalms 124. And they're on step five of those 15 steps now headed towards up to the temple. And this is my favorite for tonight. Having the Lord makes a difference. Having the Lord makes a difference. Psalms 124, and I'm going to read the, all eight verses. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, when they would have swatted up us up alive, when their anger was kindled against us, when the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us, then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken. We have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Please take a minute or two to focus this and see these people going up to the house of God. And as they stepped up to step number five, headed to the temple, they got, they thought where they'd been, been uh, uh, headed from, where they'd come from. And they saw if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we would have not made it. We would have not made it. Having the Lord makes a difference in your life, folks. Don't never forget that. Having the Lord. What was that, that scripture said? Uh, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. What did Proverbs say? The name, and we sang that song, the name of the Lord. Amen. A strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that all I have to do is just call the name Jesus. I just have to mention of that name Jesus. On page number four on the back side. Ask you a question tonight. Have you ever looked back over your life to the struggles and difficult seasons that you've gone through and surely realized it was having the Lord that made the difference? Amen. Think about that. Look back over your life 
and um, think about it, that there were several times in your life things that you went through that now you got to say it's because I had the Lord on my side that made the difference. Hallelujah. I wouldn't be here to talk about it. I wouldn't have an old testimony. But God turned my test into a testimony. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It was him. Think about this now. It was him rooting for you, guiding you, and fighting for you, or you would not have made it, possibly even died. Well, those those thoughts are at the root of this song as they were singing going up to Zion. I mean, the Lord was on my side. He was there rooting for me. Amen. Guiding me. Fighting for me. That's why I'm here to tell this. Amen. That's why I'm here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let us imagine a world without God without his mercy intervening in our lives. It would be total devastation. The world would be as it was in the first stages of creation if God was not here active. Genesis 1 and 2. When God began to form the, the earth and create things, the very first stages the Bible says the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. If you think it's bad now, stop and think about how bad it would be if we didn't have the Lord. If we did not have him, it would be that chaos like it was in the, in the beginning in the first stages of creation. The pilgrim travelers to Jerusalem understood the difference of God's presence had made in their lives. I love what David wrote earlier in the Psalms, back in Psalms 56, verses 9 and 10. He said, Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise. I love that right there. He, he said, you guys that's been my enemies and trying to find against me, I feel sorry for you. Because all I got to do is call daddy. Kind of like a kid does when they're little. I'm going to tell my daddy on you. Lord, the Bible says he'll be a brother to you. If you had an older brother, say, I'm going to get my big brother. Hallelujah. David said, my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna start running. You're going to go the other way once I call my God because this I know, that God is for me. With God in our corner, we are more than conquerors. In the face of every threat, believers can rest assured knowing that the Lord promises to be with us, defend us, and give us victory in his name. By contrast, without the Lord, we are utterly helpless. Apostle Paul, in his writing, sums it up well in Romans 8 and 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, 
who can be against us? Ha <laughs> ha. Glory to God. Having the Lord makes a difference. Having the Lord makes a difference. My Lord, my Lord, I'm feeling his presence right here. Right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. On this Wednesday night. Amen. But uh and and not not many here. But I feel his presence, amen, as I talk about this because God has made a difference so many times in my life. And I appreciate him and I glorify him. Hallelujah. Let's let's move on to step six, which I've called the key to my security. The key to my security. Psalms 125 verses 1 through 5. Let's read this. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. From this time forth and forevermore, for the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. Mm. Wow. Think about that just a moment. The scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. The devil might try to steal something from you, but God's going to make him take it, uh, take it back. Hallelujah. Lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. Now the theme of this psalm is safety and security. It gives a reward to all those who trust in the Lord. Just like the mountain upon which Jerusalem sits can never be moved, likewise those who rely on the Lord God will be unmovable. I think of the words spoken by Paul to the elders of Ephesus. Acts chapter 20, verses 22 through 30, uh, 24. Paul was headed to Jerusalem, and he had stopped in Ephesus and, uh, uh, to see them. And uh, it, was a, it was a sad parting because they knew they wouldn't see his face no more. He was headed toward Jerusalem. And this is what he told the elders of the church there. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Say that the Holy Ghost testifies in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. What did he say? But none of these things move me. Go back to our Psalms 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. Prophets and were, were prophesying uh, to Paul, saying, don't go to Jerusalem. Don't go to Jerusalem. Uh, one prophet by the name of Agabus took Paul's uh, belt, his girdle, which is belt, and bound himself with it. And he says, so shall the man who owns this be bound if you in Jerusalem. Paul says, I'm on a mission. God is sending me on a mission. 
and all these things that people are telling me that's going to happen and everything. He says, none of them move me. Hallelujah. Neither count I my life dear to myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of his grace. He was unmovable. What about you? The key to being unmovable is putting all your trust in God. So let me ask you, who or what are you trusting in tonight? Who or what are we trusting in? If you want to understand the key to security, amen, that key is trusting in the Lord. When your trust is focused on God and Him alone, nothing or no one can take you off purpose. No matter what happens, depression, fear, and worry will vanish from your mind because God grants peace to all those who put their trust in Him. Isaiah 26 and 3. Back in 2020, I went back right before the the COVID hit. Um, I believe it was in in February, maybe been February. Don't know, remember for sure. But in the early part of the year, the Lord gave me a message that I preached, and in and in hindsight. I can see that God was preparing his church, at least for those who were listening. Amen. Preparing what was fixing to come. He said, Thou would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because, why? He trusts in thee. That's the key to security. That's the key to having perfect peace in your life. That's the key to defeating depression. All of that stuff, fear, that's the key to it. And these worshipers were singing this as they're headed up to, uh, to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, that's the key, folks. And uh, that's who we got to put our trust in. Amen. I, I completed this a lot sooner than what I thought I would. Amen. And the Lord willing, we will take it further uh, next time. And uh, let's be in prayer for the service coming up on Sunday. Uh, I'll remind everybody, and especially those that are not here tonight, I noticed we got several more things in our our tote back there we're collecting uh, uh, snacks and stuff that we're going to make a delivery to a school in the area uh, to help uh, teachers uh, and uh, if um, remember please to uh, contribute to that let's all stand together is all minds clear anybody got a comment or a question about our lesson tonight hallelujah All right, let's bow our heads and thank God for the service. Father, we come tonight, we thank you, and we praise you for this service. Thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you'll help us all to grasp 
the total meaning of what it is to have joy to be in your presence, to go to your house, to love your house more than we love anything else. Hallelujah. We need to love your house and be in your presence more than anything, God. Help us, God, to work on that and along on that. Bless each and everybody. Here tonight, keep everybody safe on the highways as they head home. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you.